Welcome to another episode of Them Ass Virgils. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Why are you laughing? I don't know, I'm sorry. What's the matter with you? Nothing, continue. Continue with what? The podcast. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Yes. What's uh, what's going down? What's new? What's happening? How's tricks? No, I'm asking you. Oh, right. You do uh, realise that like no one can reply to this. <laughs> There's no point you saying that. It's not like this is going to start talking back. I'm asking you what's going on with you. Uh, nothing really. Nothing that I can think of. I don't think anything has changed. Still enjoying work in my new place more than I am in my old place. So that's good. Yeah. Um, which I think. I don't think anything else has really gone on. No. Um, has you have you heard from your mom yet about the um, phone call? She had the phone call. No. As far as I know, no. There's a good chance that. Well, they usually call me on a Sunday, so I'll probably ask today. But I don't think so. So yeah, the therapist initially said it was going to be like two or three weeks, and it's been four. So obviously, I'm very on edge. <laughs> it's been longer, but we'll see. Hopefully that will be soon. Yeah. 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 Like I say, because you said that it should have happened by now. Yeah. So I don't know. But obviously... But if he's not called your mom, then obviously he's not... If he's not done that yet, then it's going to be a while. I guess I'd only really get weird about it if you speak to your mom and she says she's not had a phone call. And then maybe that would be... A bit like, oh, what's taking so long? But if he's not even called it yet, he's just delayed, isn't he? Yeah, like, I think he's got quite a few people to get through, so, uh, yes. Uh, but other than that, there's nothing really gone on with me. Um, trying to think. Okay, no, no, nothing that I can think of. What about you? Anything going on with you? No, um... Like I said, I think I'd mentioned, I can't remember what week it was now, but like since the yellow filters on my till at work and using the noise cancelling headphones uh, and having a set structure of what days I work and don't work as opposed to rotor based where I wasn't sure. Yeah. I, um, I do feel like it's bringing out my autism more yeah. than, um, than before. Because I think before I was always trying to like hide it, but now they're kind of... I suppose by putting his changes in, it's encouraging it to come out more. And I have noticed that I'm, I seem to be more, yeah, I guess, I guess say autistic. But I wouldn't say it's making me more autistic because my level of autism is always going to be the same. It's more visible. Yes. Maybe. It's more visible. But I think that that's a good thing. I don't know because I, I can't speak for you, but it seems like that would maybe relieve some pressure. If you're constantly trying to mask, then that can be quite uh, stressful, I suppose. I guess. I mean, I've always done it, so I um, I don't know. And I don't know if masking is a common, a common thing or not. I don't know if it's just a me thing. I don't really come across many other people on the spectrum that do it. I feel like a lot of people are okay with it. Because, I mean, you don't mask. You just don't tell anyone. And... I know loads of people that just tell everybody and don't mask it, but yeah, I, I don't know if masking's a common, a common trait for me at all. Um, I don't know if it's something that 
is something that I, I mean, because I know why I do it. I know where it's come from and I know where it started. With me, it was more uh, in school and, uh, you know, other things. I was always in trouble for my autistic traits. Um, so to try and avoid getting into trouble, I started doing the masking thing just to hide myself from it. But I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be able to tell you if that's a standard thing because I feel like not everybody was in that scenario. So I don't think it's a common thing for people on the spectrum to do. So I, I don't know if it's if it's just it's one of my coping mechanisms. But I mean the fact that it's called masking um, kind of tells me I'm not the only one. Otherwise, it's I, I didn't give it that name. So yeah, no, I think it's. It's definitely a thing that people do, just not necessarily everyone. And I think, like, you say I don't mask, but I do. Um, I might not be as good at it <laughs> as you are. But I do mask to an extent. I just think with you, it's it's always, and it's quite strong. Whereas with me, I mask when I can. But for me, like, if I'm having a difficult day, it's more difficult to mask. And I don't mask as much as you do. So I think like this with you, it's just it's it almost comes above anything else you're doing, like when you're in public is the masking. Whereas for me, it's important unless there's something else in my head that's more important at that moment. But with you, I think that you'll always make masking your priority or at least you were. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I think because it's the first time that I've been somewhere where I suppose they're I mean, they're not. 100% 100% because obviously because I've been at this place for as long as I've been there yeah, uh, and because I've never, I've been masking the whole time I've been there, I think to stop doing it now uh, seems odd to them uh, and I feel like for a lot of them, because I'm not having to do the same thing over and over again and I can I feel like with each week that passes since then I, I think I've become more and more like I'm less hiding it, um, which I think for a lot of people because they don't really understand it I think they think that I'm playing up to it now. And like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's got me these headphones. It's got me like not working weekends. It's got me these other things um, that I obviously must be just laying it on a bit thick just to try yeah. and get more stuff. I mean, they've no one said that or even hinted that, but that's my interpretation of how it must look, I suppose. If I'm someone that never had these problems before and spent my time behaving in tea... Uh, and now to suddenly be like, oh, I can't do this, and I'm struggling with this. Considering, like I say, because I was a member of management for a long time, yeah, uh, and I just did everything. Uh, I think for a lot of people, they have kind of thought, well, where's this come from? I think I did. I mention it. Was it? I can't remember if we mentioned it on a podcast or if we mentioned it uh, just when me and you were talking. That for a lot of people, it looks like I've had some sort of breakdown of the yeah. way things are going. Because yeah, you said that just when we were talking the other day. Yeah. That um, I obviously voluntarily stepped down, which is something people don't do. Um, they keep me in one section of the store now. I don't do a multitude of jobs. I do the same two jobs every day. Um, I've got the headphones. I've got the yellow cover. So it looks like, I suppose, to the outside that something's happened and I just can't cope anymore. Yeah. So they've stripped back a lot of my, like, uh, duties as a doing my job you know they've they've stopped writing me on at weekends and yeah I asked to step down so I can see how it would appear um so yeah I'm I'm unsure I'm unsure at the moment as to what's happening I'm not going to ask anybody I'm not going to go up to somebody and go do you think I appear more autistic these days 
but I kind of feel like that's the opinion people have or that's the uh, how they might see it. Yeah. How does that, um, <laughs> not to be too therapist and be like, how does that make you feel? But how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I, I've always been uncomfortable with uh, appearing autistic. Um, yeah. I know there's nothing wrong with it and I know that it's accepted. I mean, yeah, I suppose it depends where you are. I know there's some people that are in our group and stuff that it's not accepted. But, you know, like for where we are and that kind of thing, it seems perfectly fine. And every time I tell people stuff, you know, like the uh, executive function disorder and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, people seem okay with it uh, and fine. Like I say, I know a lot of people that I work with don't really understand it, don't know what it is, um, autism, that kind of thing. Like they don't really get it anyway. So I feel like it's kind of, I can say what I want uh, and they'll just go, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's usually how it works. Like not that I lie about anything or make stuff up or have been adding things that aren't really a thing just to, you know, get some nice like extra yeah. perks but um so yeah it's it's just more of a of a thing to become i suppose i because I, i'm not sure if letting go of the masking as much as i'm capable of or trying to i don't know what kind of effects it'll have i don't know if it makes me better or worse when you see me quite regularly would you say that how i am outside of work is any different because of i'm um, not masking as much i suppose I think you seem more relaxed. Oh, I don't know how to describe this. I think you seem more comfortable in yourself. Right. Um, like one of the big things I would say that I've noticed that's happened recently is normally you getting ready takes a long time. And it's not because you take a long time getting ready, but you take a long time analysing it, I think. So like you... We'll have an outfit and then you'll look in the mirror and then you'll probably get changed to something else and then you're not sure about that and like you you know you're not sure which glasses to wear and stuff like that um but i found that you're making you're getting ready a lot quicker right. recently um you're picking outfits quicker and like just sticking with them and stuff and i feel like that's happened recently and i think that's just because you've become a little bit more comfortable in just being you you're not so focused on how you're presenting because you still don't get me wrong it's not like you all of a sudden don't care you're still dressing you one of your things is dressing in a particular way and you still dress nicely and look nice but i've just noticed that you've been doing it quicker recently and you haven't seemed as worried by it whereas before it was something that i could see like you have to it all had to be perfect whereas i've noticed that you've been a bit more comfortable yeah which is interesting and you've been like yeah you've just been making some decisions quicker yeah it's weird to think that um a lot of the stuff that i hide or try and pretend is not me or not my behavior like if i stop having to do them it has a knock-on effect. I wouldn't understand. I mean, I kind of understand why the not getting ready and making the making decisions. I'm not sure about, but the getting ready for going out and stuff. Why I'm quicker at that is yeah. I suppose if I care less about like what I've got to do and that kind of thing, it might be easier. Um, but I I don't know why the decision making would be affected. So well, I I think yeah, 
more your decisions on like what you're going to wear and stuff but yeah you have been making more decisions it just seems like you're being a little bit more comfortable um which is something that i've really picked up on recently because it's been quite a noticeable difference it hasn't just been like a, a little bit it's been a lot i would say which is yeah it's very interesting yeah that's good um like i say i i'm it's it's weird because obviously like you said it's you've got to be more if i'm more relaxed or more um i suppose comfortable with my autism and being that way it has like a positive effect on like my personal life yeah um and it is kind of having an effect on me at work as well but like i say it's it's initially just trying to uh shake off um my wanting to appear nt all the time i think it's just trying to give up on that i have no idea what i think will happen if i stop appearing nt altogether yeah Uh, i have no idea but for some reason like i must be thinking it's something bad whatever it is um which yeah uh made me think about something that i wanted to well maybe we could talk about because obviously um i was talking to my mom on the phone uh, at some point this week and she was talking about um because obviously i'm in therapy well i'm in sensory therapy at the moment for as far as i can tell because i well, you've been to all the appointments yeah. with me it's just to get me a diagnosis of dyspraxia isn't it yeah it's not really for anything else it's not like you've been having particular struggles i would say yeah and um my mom was just like oh okay and then what you're gonna do with that once you've got the diagnosis and i did genuinely think i don't know once i'm diagnosed as dyspraxic I feel like it's just something I can add to the list. Yeah, well, but this, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the point of it is. Well, this sensory therapy, you didn't put yourself in for it. No, I think. Yeah, I'm. I think we've mentioned that before, but I'll yeah, my social, work, my social worker did. Yeah, so it's not like you went for it with something in mind. You didn't. You weren't sure why you were going. It's been quite interesting. If it's, yeah, it's been interesting to go. I think you've learned some stuff. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do with the diagnosis. I think it was mainly she might, um, the sensory therapist might be able to give you some tips or any something to help you out, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know what to help me out with. I wouldn't say that my dyspraxia has like a, a big impact on no. my life in general. Uh, so I just found it interesting that it's. Um, that it's something that I'm having done at the moment. I didn't really think about it. I just thought, yeah, go get my diagnosis uh, of dyspraxia and then, you know, that's that. But then I thought, what am I doing with that information? Yeah. Um, Which then my mom has been talking about me going into therapy again. uh, And she mentions um, mindfulness as a thing to do, which I've done mindfulness before. And obviously you can get apps like Headspace and that kind of thing that do that kind of stuff. But it hasn't really... But it doesn't work for me because whatever, I think, I don't know if it's the executive functioning disorder or whatever it is, but I cannot focus with mindfulness no matter what I do. And, you know, I've tried it more than once. It's not like I did it once and went, well, this is out for me. I did it for like maybe a month, maybe two. Uh, I tried to stay with it. Um, But it deals with some stuff that I just can't stay focused with. Um, So I was just wondering in general, like, because I know that you're going to get diagnosed soon. Uh, and then obviously they'll probably suggest therapy, but I'm not sure about, I suppose, therapy and Asperger's in general. 
This is interesting because what we didn't actually know what we were going to talk about this week. But yeah. while we started the episode, I thought of talking about something that I think is related of like logical thinking and black and white thinking. And uh, we went for breakfast this morning and there were some people on the table next to us. I'm We can't necessarily assume it, but probably NT. But the guys or yeah, the, the, guys. the baby shower? The, the guys. Oh, right, okay. And we could sort of hear their conversation and we were talking about um, how different they were to us. And obviously they're different people, but just the things that they wanted to talk about and the way they were talking yeah. is so different to our conversations. So I think this could they link together. Yeah, I like the idea of like... Because I think one of the things I struggle with with therapy yeah. when I went... Because to get diagnosed, um, initially I went to therapy for uh, trying to work out why I was so sort of awkward and anxious about everything. <laughs> like really uncomfortable in social situations and stuff. That's why I went to therapy. And it was then that the therapist said, I think you are on the spectrum, so... I'm going to refer you if that's okay. But I continued to have therapy um, for a couple of months. But I really struggled with it um, because the therapist kept saying to me different things about trying to change my thought process. And one of the things was, like, imagine all your thoughts are in a washing machine. And I just didn't get it because my head logically... It didn't make sense. And I did keep saying, well, but that's not my head. And the amount of times the therapist would go to me, yeah, but just pretend. And I can't just pretend. Mm. So he was saying it and we kind of hit a bit of a wall and it ended up not really working out for me. And I think that was down to just the way my mind works logically. It's very difficult for me to not think about things logically which is kind of what he was asking me to do yeah yeah it's like um hypotheticals and things like that yeah when people say imagine you're doing this and it's just like it's not like people with asperger's don't have imagination but it doesn't no. it doesn't work the same way um like you said then imagine your thoughts are in a washing machine i was literally picturing a washing machine so was i but then what are the thoughts all i can picture is clothes yeah i was the i was picturing so he was saying it and i was picturing a sock with the word face written on it because a lot of my anxiety was well it wasn't really about my face but I put a lot of it onto my face so I was picturing like a sock with the word face on it yeah and then a t-shirt with the word uni work on it yeah. and but I can't get past the idea of these clothes so I, I know that I'm on sort of the right track with the thoughts but all I'm thinking about is the clothes and then I'm like oh what sort of t-shirt is it and yeah. what color sock is it and like that sort of thing so yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to because I used to pay for a therapist, yeah. which is how I got diagnosed, um, and I saw her for about a year. Um, but when you pay for a therapist, it's quite expensive, uh, and my mom used to help me out with that because I paid for it initially, but it, it worked out to be something like uh, ninety pounds a week or something like that. Wow, that's um, a lot of money. I think so. I think it was like forty pounds for like an. No, it was like, or it was £50 for each session, which I was having every week. And then, like, I think once every other week, I was doing, like, a group session, which was, like, £40 for that. So, yeah, not £90 every week, but it was nearly, like, £200 a month. 
Yeah, um, and I did that for about a year, which initially I did it with my own money to the point where I had no money, uh, and then my mom started me helping me out. Uh, but then she was just like, "We can't keep doing this." Um, and I think the trouble was, is I'd got into the routine of seeing her. That the fact that it was like rinsing my money out, yeah. I, I didn't care. Um, I remember when my when I first got given my first social worker, I was like, I'd gone through my overdraft and I was out of my overdraft into that. Oh dear, whatever that pit of despair is after your overdraft yeah um so it was it was yeah and i just got used to it so they they tried to take me off that and send me to uh steps for well-being which is like an nhs one um and the guy i saw was a cbt therapist so cognitive behavior therapy um and he was giving me like homework assignments yeah that's what i heard every hour he wanted me to write down what i was doing at that point every hour and like grade it out of five on how i was feeling um but I only saw him for six weeks, and after about the third week, he just kind of went, I can't do anything with you. He was like, we can talk. Because I just wanted talking therapy, where I, you know, sit, which is what I've been doing with the psychotherapist woman, is I was just sitting there, like standard, what you imagine therapy is, where you yeah. sit on a sofa, and they just go, so, how's your week been? And you just talk, and she goes into like that kind of thing. And she used to do stuff with like dream interpretation, and like that kind of stuff. Whereas this guy was NHS... So it was very practical. He was like, write this down here, mark this down, score this out of five. And he admitted like halfway through, he just kind of went, look, this is a six week program. And then after this, if it doesn't really work um, or if we need more, you'll get extended. You know, if it's if we're getting somewhere with it, then we'll extend your therapy. But he just kind of went, I know nothing about autism and Asperger's. He said, I'm not sure why you've been referred to me because I can't really help you with this. He was like, so we'll just run out the clock, do the six weeks, um, and then we're done. And after that, I didn't see anyone. And yeah. like, there was that brief period where I had no therapy whatsoever. So they ended up just whacking me on like antidepressants until I could find some sort of therapy that worked. Yeah. Um, but even then, I, I ended up in an Asperger therapist. But I wouldn't say I came out of it better or worse when I'd finished. It was yeah. over. It was nice to go do it. And I liked the routine. Uh and obviously, as someone on the spectrum, not everybody in the spectrum, but me especially, talking to someone about yourself for an hour uh, is something that I can do, no problem. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's something you'd not really be that comfortable with. No. Um, I think, did one of your therapy sessions that we went to, did I come with you? Yeah. Uh, and I was making you, like, say stuff. Yeah. Because you don't like talking about yourself. But for me, for some reason, like, talking about what's going on with me is something I've always been i'm always good at but i think that's to do with like the masking um like my masking now is different to what my masking was as a child to like teenager i actually had a completely made up personality that had been like traveling uh (laughs) had been to like loads of different gigs festivals that kind of thing okay i lied a lot to a lot of people like when i was a child to teenager because i knew that that made me appear more nt is to make out i had this like you know I did that normal life yeah uh, it wasn't till actually yeah it wasn't till after I was diagnosed that I kind of stopped doing that uh I it, it got less and less and I was more and more honest eventually but initially after diagnosis and then the therapy I stopped it completely and just said what I'd actually been doing uh, and told the truth but um that was all part of the NT mask but even when I came out of therapy from seeing this woman that was an Asperger therapist for a year and I saw her every week um I felt like I hadn't really changed. It, like I say, the most change I've experienced lately is this stuff at work that's going on. This is the first time I've 
yeah i suppose tried to be and like my therapy with her like i've said before she i went in thinking fix me make me nt make me be able to go to go on holiday do festivals go out you know make me be nt and the therapy was just you're not nt live with it yeah and that's what the therapy was was making me live with it which to be fair i came out of it and was more accepting of it and stopped trying to chase nt stuff that wasn't going to work for me but i still pretended i was nt all the time i still masked it i still hid it i still did what i did it's, it's and i've been doing that solidly since diagnosis up until now like you said now i'm at work and work is really the only place i go in public um so that's the only time i ever have to mask now and i'm not doing it as much there which means i'm not doing it as much when i'm out and about yeah. shopping and stuff and obviously i only really ever see you so you're the only person i sort of hang out with yeah uh and you know you're like super burger so uh it doesn't matter like being around you i don't have to mask around you which obviously we're in previous relationships and that kind of thing not so much with my last one i masked a little bit but not massively but the ones before that masking constantly yeah like this the lies i was telling about like my nt life were <laughs> what i was having to tell like girlfriends i'd been with yeah i was having to say to them yeah like i've totally done this i've totally <laughs> done that um so like i was doing it at uni at work doing it at home because i lived with a couple of them yeah so like i so it's different now so i feel like now it, i'm more accepting of it than than the therapy but yeah it's just it's one of those things where it's been suggested um you know that i should go back into therapy so uh the asperger team could put me back on a waiting list to go back into it why though like what this is what i mean this you... is what this is what i'm saying like this is the thing like what what's the goal i thought this is what I, this is the spraxia thing has made me realize this has made me think okay, get a diagnosis of dyspraxia, but what does that achieve? Yeah, like, I think therapy can be really helpful. I think especially if you are just getting diagnosed and the therapy can help you to realise your triggers and your traits and other things that you might not know about yourself because you haven't been diagnosed. And I think that can be really helpful to learn that. But I think once you've got a grasp on that, and if you don't have other things going on, because obviously there are people on the spectrum that need therapy for particular issues that they have or things to overcome but like with someone like you you are very you're very in touch with yourself in terms of your triggers your traits your routines what you like what you don't like these are all things that you know about yourself well yeah you don't have meltdowns very often no at all no but the the shutdowns are yeah are frequent shutdowns are frequent um but i think um the shutdowns are just your in, in many ways a coping mechanism just to life being at work and things like that that i think are almost unavoidable even with the other the things you've got in place like your headphones your filter that sort of thing like if you're out and having to work in that environment it's sort of gonna happen but i think it's quite interesting to think about what therapy is going to achieve because is there an end goal for you if you are not going to be able to get rid of your autism and you probably have a really you do have a really good grasp on it i'm not sure where sort of your areas for development would be yeah i suppose but i think people just they go into i guess therapy with a 
with an end goal. So I don't feel like I would need to go into therapy because I because it's always the same. Every time I go into therapy, they always say, "So what you get? What, what are you trying to get out of this?" And I just sort of go, uh, "I don't know." Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure why I would be back in there or why I'd be doing it. Um. And I've realised that my issue is that I don't. I still have NT end goals, as it yeah. were. So I that's my problem. I realised this the other day because it's. I do the same thing every year. We're getting to we're in March now. Yeah. Uh, my birthday is not far away. Um, my birthday is in a couple of weeks, and every year around my birthday, these weird NT goals that I've set myself start like re-emerging themselves yep. again. Um, and one of my NT goals was to find like is to have like a good career in something. Yes. Is to have a job in something that I'm talented at uh, and I'm good at and I could do it for a living. Uh, and it would, do you know what I mean? Like I, I have this thing because obviously at the moment the job I have is I it's an entry level position. I'm a sales assistant in a shop. I was a supervisor and my supervisor position was the first time I've ever been promoted with any role I've ever had. And yeah. there have been other roles where I've tried to get promoted and I've just been told no. And I'd stepped down from it. So it's the highest I've ever got in a... And retail is the job I've always done. So bar a, a, couple, a few years where I used to work for my dad, um, which was in a completely different industry altogether. Uh, my dad does like waste management. Uh, or did. Um, and... After that, I've I've always worked for retail, so I worked I've worked for a few companies that are just shops. So I've always done it. So like for me, that just seems like that's my industry that I work in is store work. For some reason, I keep going back to it every time I've left a store. Because like when I've left shops, I've not had another job. So I used to work in a shop for initially, quit, and then after I quit that one, I was like, well, that's it for me. I'm not going back to retail. And then I ended up back in another shop a few years later and just thought, oh, right, okay, I'm back in. But then when I quit that job, I was like, that's it for me. No more retail. And then I took another retail job, got made redundant and thought, right, this time. <laughs> and now I'm like this October coming up. This will be my fifth year working at this job. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm I'm 30, I'll be 34. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's just I keep... I keep sticking to retail, which makes you think, well, maybe retail is the job for me. Then maybe I just, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I, I think about my therapy and my therapy said, don't fight it, you know, yeah. like stop trying to fight it. So maybe retail's for me. But then the highest I could get was the supervisor position. And then I tried to go for store manager and they told me no um, for reasons that uh, still don't make any sense to me. Um, so I stepped down again. So now I'm back at the start again after five years, which, you know, my therapist says you just need to be, even though I said be happy with what you've got, which is retail, I should just understand that having a job mm. and keeping a job for somebody on the spectrum is is a big deal in general. And I should try and change my goals to autistic Asperger-based goals. But like I said, one of my goals is is to do well in a job, like either something like have your own business or be the boss of something or have something that's a good at, which on a side note, because um, I, I did mention it, we've done this... No. Ignore Alexa. Um, I'll talk about it at the end of the episode, but I was going to mention something, but it doesn't oh. matter. Um, not that I've got a job okay, or anything. Okay. Like, no big news. Okay. Not, I, I would have told you before <laughs> doing this podcast. I'm not, I'm not like me. Wow. But it was just a side <laughs> note of uh, the thing we were talking about last week with the faces. The What the what is it called, the thing you've got or might have? Oh, I can't remember. You. It's Podcast Yeah, the proper whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, 
we did the we mentioned last week that Scarlett's ex boyfriend uh, did the super recognizer mm. tests, and so I've done them now, and uh, it turns out I'm really good at it. Really uh, good, yeah. Really good at it. So uh, I've now decided that I should try and get a job as a super recognizer, which basically just means I'm really good at remembering faces. Um, the the test is like they show you six faces, and then they show you lineups of like four people and you have to pick the one out of those four that's one of the original six you have to remember all six faces and then there's four faces that show up and one of them's one of those six and the other three are just random ones and you have to find them all Uh, and i scored really well in that um so as i've always said and as one of my nt goals was is that i always feel that everybody's got one skill and one skill's the their skill you know like everybody out there has the thing that they're good at um you know, and that's what they should do. And you've just got to find what that is and then do it for a job. And every time I find something like this yeah. where I'm like, oh, that. So this super recognizer skill that I, it's why I can remember who everybody is in movies and that kind of thing, is something that I'm now thinking, that's it. That's my that's my burger skill right there. Uh, how do I do that for a job? And I've already started like thinking about that. Uh, and I've always thought like, what if, what if I was a super recognizer? That would be a great job. I could yeah. tell people that's what my job was. That would be better. And it's it's one of my NT like goals again. And like I say, when I get to my birthday, it gets worse. Because um, there's nothing else really. I always think like I've got a series of NT goals, um, but I don't. It's always job related. Yeah, it's always it what I do for a living. Um, and it's all about achievements. I keep going on all the time about like my lack of achievements and yeah. like that kind of thing. Um, and they're all like based on what I think is neurotypical and what I think is what neurotypical people do. So this whole thing is masking. I feel like it will help with my masking if I had a job that was like a skilled position. Yeah. Or, you know, and I had uh, achievements and awards for stuff. I just feel like that's uh, that's what NT people do. And that's my only problem. That's what I have. And... This is why I think that maybe therapy is not a, a thing for me because I've been in and out of therapy a few times now and I've never been able to shake that one. Yeah, I think the I think the thing that worried worries me about you going into therapy is because you... I think you always go into it with the mindset, which is, I think, everyone's mindset. The goal of therapy is ultimately changing. It's changing the way you think or helping you deal with something. Yeah. But I think the issue with you is I think if you go into therapy, you go into it with this like mentality of like this, this will help me. So I think the problem is if it's not going to, it won't change you. It won't change you. It won't stop you being uh, autistic. It won't. Therapy's not going to find you a job. Um, no, whereas I, I keep thinking it will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And I, I understand that therapy can change your mindset or can make you think about doing something or whatever, but it, it won't get you the job. And I know what your brain is like. You just, you you do kind of just want a job to come to you, ultimately. Yeah. Which, like... Uh, this is what I mean. Yeah. I, want, I want to be noticed. So, like, because of yeah. this super recognizer thing now, uh, the local university near us is doing research into face proper, yeah. whatever it's called, the thing into people that don't have face blindness. But for it, they want people that think they've got face blindness, people that are neither one or the other, and then super recognisers because uh, they want to, I guess, have like a control group that's neither or, and then see the contrast between one and another to get like an accurate reading on people that are face blind. 
And I've put my name forward to it and filled the form out and tried to get myself in there because I'm convinced that if I go there and do this, they'll see how good I am at it, that I'll get a job. Yeah, I know. Which I think that's... But I think that's good. It's just I think the the worry with therapy is I think you get to a point where it, it won't be able to do the things that you want. It can do other things, but it doesn't do the things that you want. And then you'll just continue going up until you at some point realise that... Yeah, it's it's and it's... It's routine. It's yeah. it's how I am. I have these. I have this goal of doing it, and I've made myself believe that that's what will happen. Eventually, I'll I'll get recognised and yeah. have this. But I've I've done that since I was sixteen. So I've had the same goal since I was sixteen. Um. So you know, it's it's been a long time that I've been like one day, one day I'll just get noticed, and uh, and then that'll be that. Um. So I guess if I went into therapy, it would be more of the same of trying to tell me that that's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's not going to happen. Um, but like my belief on what I think therapy is, is that you go in, tell them your issues, they tell you how to fix them, and then they fix them. Yeah. Um, which is it's not the I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that's as like generalized or as black and white as therapy actually works. But that's the the understanding or the generalization of what you think therapy does i don't think it works like that for people on the spectrum and i'm sure it probably doesn't work like that for a lot of nt people as well but that doesn't stop me from thinking but it could yeah go that way um so yeah i i get it but then i was thinking like once you're diagnosed they'll offer you therapy but then would you even go for it well i like i've said to you the thing is with I think therapy can be really really useful when you first get diagnosed for discovering your like like I said earlier like discovering your traits and your triggers and getting a better understanding of yourself I think with me yeah to an extent it could be helpful ish but I have already managed to through doing this podcast and the amount of information people have sent us and the amount of research that I've done and I've gone to some of your therapy sessions, um, specifically your sensory ones and yeah. that. Uh, and I've already done some of my own as well. So I, I like I said, I went to some therapy. I think through doing all of that, I've got a really good understanding of myself a lot better. So I think it could benefit me a little bit to learn the uh, about traits and triggers and specifically Asperger's. But I don't think therapy would help me, as in not to do with getting diagnosed or anything, but just then the talking to help me. I, I don't think that would help me very much because, I mean, I don't see what my end goal would be. I'm never going to stop being the way I am. Like, it annoys me and I always want to change it. But I I won't stop. I won't be able to all of a sudden you know like be spontaneous it's never gonna happen because that's just not me I'm never gonna be the sort of person that wants to socialize because that's not me so I think like I don't I don't want to start going to therapy and start getting these ideas in my head of like if I do this and talk about this like I'm gonna be able to change this and I think for me if I start going to therapy that's the mentality I'll have it even though I know it will be like maybe it will help me come to terms with it or whatever I am kind of I am to terms with it I think the 
I don't think therapy would benefit me in other in that sense because I am who I am I'm not gonna change it and I don't know if I necessarily want to change some of the stuff I just don't want to get this thought in my head of like trying to change and then feeling like a failure yeah. for not changing and I think if anything I think for me it could be more of a hindrance if I do do that yeah I mean I um I <sighs> I do think that like a lot of people on the spectrum, you kind of, you kind of therapize or therapy yourself yeah, with like coping mechanisms and things like that. So like, for example, because I know a lot of people think, I, I still don't understand the point of therapy unless you've got like something not wrong with you, but like something that's quite incapacitating in your life. Yeah. Something that you can fix like if you've got some sort of trauma something like that yeah or yeah or you know like if you've got depression yeah you you don't know where it's come from oh yeah and like things like that and those the things the traditional reasons therapy there but i i wonder about it with with autism unless it's like like sensory therapy where you go into like a place that's got loads of sensory stuff and you go in there to feel calmer yeah but i feel like for me the only reason i would need therapy still is to try and shake just these last few bits of like NT um, because it bothers me all the time. It bothers me all the time, like uh, my job uh, and what I do uh, and that kind of thing. Like it, it always has done. It's yeah. bothered me since like for as long as I can remember. Actually, it, it never all the way through school. I never thought about it. When people talked about what they wanted to do in their careers and that kind of thing, I never thought about it. It wasn't till after I'd left school and um, there was no sixth form in my school. So I went to college it wasn't until I was at college and then everybody started talking about like where they were going to go once they'd done their, I did a BTEC, like once they'd finished that, do they go to uni? They all had like these goals and I want to do this or I want to work in this industry. I want to be this person. And I saw all these other courses. I think in school, because it's a selection of grades, uh, well grades, it's a selection of subjects. You don't really have one that's your thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But when you go to college, you have to pick something that's also when you do sixth form a levels you pick something that's the thing you want to do and that's where the problem happened i think because i couldn't decide because obviously a lot of people on the spectrum don't have a gut feeling or i feel indifferent to a lot of tasks that i want to do i don't feel like i never felt like a strong drive to any of them yeah so if i had gone sixth form i wouldn't have known what to pick like i had troubles with my options like when i was in year nine of school yeah so like to pick a levels as well i just wouldn't have been able to do it i would have had to get someone else to decide for me which is how i picked everything and it was there was that but in college you pick one thing specifically that you want to do that you want to be your career that's what you're planning on doing and you know university is the same yeah so I think that's where I had the problem because then I just didn't know what I wanted to do. But everybody had these like ideas. I did a media course at college and I think that also was an issue because the jobs in media, I want to be a famous like whatever. So then I got into this idea of like doing something specialist and something like unique in that sense. But I knew I wasn't good at like maths or science or technology or engineering, you know, and that kind of stuff. I've never been good like practically. So I just thought it must be something else. And I think that's where the problem started. And obviously then, you know, that, that starts in your head. And then because you're Asperger's, you ruminate, you obsess. And then before you know it, it's this thing. I was convinced that everybody else had already worked out what their special skill was. And then they picked the course they wanted based on what they thought the special job was. 
and I couldn't figure mine out. So I was just trying stuff at random and nothing was, I was getting like average marks or failing at stuff. So I was just like, well, it's not this then, next thing. Um, and yeah, over time, like, what am I, like 33 now? So after 16 years, it's, it's yeah, it's been about 16, 17 years of that thought process. Yeah. Um, I would need therapy to try and like get that out of me because no matter what I do, um, I don't seem to be able to shake that as a this is what I should be doing this is my career this is why what I should be doing and I think that's what the problem is is it was just the deciding at college yeah what I was supposed to do and when I went to college like even picking a subject I remember looking at like the syllabus of courses and just being like I have no idea what to do here so somebody else picked it for me but that's the only reason I'd go into therapy all the other stuff like I said learning how to cope with my Asperger's is fine. Um, like, you just learn stuff. Like, I've got computer games, so I play computer games when I'm stressed or when I'm, like, feeling too... I'm focused too much, I'm ruminating. Like, you know what I mean? I just... I go on computer games and I, I can do that for ages. Yeah. Uh, recently, this weekend and last weekend, we got you uh, a big a big Lego set. Yeah. And it is a big Lego set and you've been building that and that's finished now, but you seem to really be into that. Yeah. I and I think that. that's the difference. Like, I think... When I went to CBT therapy, they wanted me to do like breathing exercises and same with mindfulness, you know, like fill out when you're feeling like weird, write it down and like yeah. do this. And that stuff doesn't work for me, but I feel like because I'm on the spectrum, just giving me like like you and your Rubik's cubes and that kind of thing. I think if you have stuff like that, that's yeah, how something you, to focus on. That's how you deal with the day to day stresses. You need something to pull focus, like the noise cancelling headphones. That works for us. It's it's not more basic but it's not as complicated as what i feel like nt stuff is what they try and do to control their emotional responses to stuff for us it's almost instant like when you're having meltdowns like for me to just flatten you a little bit yeah like put some like deep pressure on you you feel better again all of a sudden yeah i'd I'd like to maybe next episode talk about because i you've explained to me before what you do with games and how that takes out um i'd like to do an episode on that not just games, but on all the stuff that we do. Oh, what because... people do to distract yourself from... Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you describe um, what you've described to me before about, like, games and stuff, because it is, it is interesting. But, yeah, my, my therapy is to try and shake an NT belief that I gave myself. So it's not, a, it's not like I've contracted an NT belief. It's not like NT people have this actual one. It's my interpretation of what an NT, like, goal is yeah. in life. What? What's the matter? What? <laughs> Look at your phone. Oh, I know. I know it's junk email. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's a it's just an empty thing I've given myself, and um, I've made it like. And this is the problem. Like, I can't stop it. I can't because of my autism. It mm. it is something that I still believe is obtainable because I've convinced myself it is, and it's it's the same with a lot of people on the spectrum. Once you think something is something, doesn't matter what anybody says, it doesn't matter like what proof they've got, it doesn't matter, any of that doesn't matter, you will not change your mind unless you want to change your mind. What's interesting to me is why the career is the thing for you, not like, because most people that want the career, they want it because of presumably the money, but... No, I don't want the money. Yeah, which is quite interesting to me. Yeah. Um, If I'm honest... Uh, like I've said before, if I was just to win the lottery, uh, I'd feel I'd feel at peace with um, everything in general because I wouldn't need money anymore. 
Yeah, I think it's more the survival. I know that you need a job because you need a job to live. You have to work to to do whatever. Um, and because of like my masking and because of the way I present myself in public, I know that I could never be one of those people that would have enough like disability benefits and that kind of thing to not work. I have to work. I know it's harder for a lot of people in this country as well at the moment to get uh, disability benefits because yeah. I know there's the new screening thing and PIP and obviously some people in our group have talked about the stuff with the DVLA uh, and how hard it is to get benefits for stuff now like they're, they're cutting benefits for people that like are obviously not able to work yeah. I know with autism it's it's obvious once you start talking to somebody on the spectrum you realise they're not able to but that initial where well, you can stand up and walk around so what's the problem yeah and also like obviously autism affects different people in different ways so if you're the sort of person that's so sensitive to like a bright light that yeah. you physically like you can't be in it that's way more you, do you know what I mean like there are just differences I know that both yeah. you and I have jobs at the like but that's not to say that everyone with Asperger's can because no. different traits and triggers. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the problem is uh, the problem some people have, and I think this is where the benefits come thing comes in, is they know that some people can, so they just assume that everyone should be able to, and it doesn't work like that. But, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, if yeah. one person with Asperger's can work, they all can. Yeah, no, um, that's just ludicrous. But yeah. but my issue is is because <laughs> with my masking, I appear like someone who could easily do any job and obviously I've held down a job pretty much like my entire adult life there's been even brief periods where I've been unemployed um so I get that um but equally I know that if in any way benefits could be paid to me to the point where I wouldn't need to work that would be easier for me yeah um I wouldn't think about it but the trouble is is I know you need a job to make money so because I know I need money, I know I need a job and my opinions on what I should be doing for a job is where the problem is. But if I had like unlimited money, the thought of job would disappear because I think, well, I don't need one. So I don't need to make that decision. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I'm not someone that like I've said before, like if I'd won the lottery, the life I live now is exactly the life I'd have if I was a millionaire. I'd still live in the flat I'm in now. I'd still do the same things I'm doing now. I just wouldn't go to work. And that's the only thing that would change. So it's not like I'm like after anything big. It's just, yeah, this is the problem is at some point I got it in my head that I need a specialized career and I need to do something that's interesting. Um, and I'm fully aware of the fact that it's part of my wanting to appear NT and that's why it's such a big deal. Um, but a lot of people on the spectrum are self-aware. You know that it doesn't matter how much you understand that. And it doesn't matter how many times I can say it out loud and make myself sound like, oh, that's ridiculous. Why would I do that? It doesn't stop me from doing it. And that's the the issue, um, is it doesn't matter how many times I convince myself that that is not an obtainable goal. And I can say it now that I know it's not going to happen. It doesn't stop me from thinking it all the time. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I, uh, like I don't think that... I don't. I'm not saying that no one on the spectrum should get therapy or that therapy is bad at all. I just think it it's not going to work for everyone, especially not everyone on the spectrum because it's uh, the way our, brain, our brains work can be different. So like even people that are specifically like therapists for uh, people with Asperger's, it's not, Asperger's is so different in everyone. It's not always going to work. Like for me personally... 
other than the therapy you get for learning your traits and triggers and dealing with things and coping mechanisms and sensory therapy but to do with like actual changing your mindset or helping you out in life i personally don't feel like i'd need it or that it would be beneficial to me i think if anything it would make me worse um because then it's going to force me to think about things and my main way of dealing with things that i have going on um which is i mean i have the same thing not to the same extent but i have a thing about like career or what i should be doing that it crops up it's definitely not to the same level as yours i have a thing about um, uh the way i feel about people uh people like looking at me stuff like that i have weird things i have some things that probably stem from um stuff to do with when i was younger and things like that like i know that i have some issues with things that perhaps could be worked through in therapy but i honestly think talking about them every week is just going to make me worse because it's just going to bring it to the forefront of my mind yeah um which i know might not be right and i'm sure there are loads of people that would dispute that and say like no it's a a good thing but just for me personally like that's how i feel i i know what i'm like if i start thinking about things i don't stop so it's just gonna bring this rumination that i don't want but some people do, and some people like they'll do it and they'll work through it, and that's brilliant. Yeah, I just... that's because that's, that's what I think traditional therapy is. Yeah, is that you find the root of the problem, talk about it, learn some ways of dealing with it, and then it's fixed. Yeah, yeah, and which can be absolutely great. I just think sometimes I think if you are, if you're comfortable enough in knowing yourself and how to deal with things, I don't think you always necessarily need therapy. I think. Like, yes, if someone sees you have a meltdown or freak out about something, they might think, like, oh, therapy could really help with that. But if you've already got your own, like, coping tactics and you know what works best for you and you know that you had a meltdown for this reason, maybe you don't need therapy. Maybe it's just, like, it was unfortunate that you were triggered by that thing because you couldn't stop that trigger at that moment in time. But you managed to get yourself out of the meltdown. So, you know, like, I think... We're definitely not slating therapy. I don't want it to come across like we're saying don't have therapy because that's not it at all. I think. No, I suppose if you went into therapy as well to learn um, coping mechanisms. Oh, definitely. So if you just talked about where, what's... So that's the time I think it's good. Oh, definitely. Is if you can't deal with your own Asperger's or your Asperger's getting like out of hand and you're not coping with it. To go and see like an Asperger specialist therapist is good because they'll talk about what may have triggered you and what might be your problems or what things you're not good with and like you said because talking to me and doing these podcasts have made you realize some stuff so i guess seeing a therapist that can make you realize those things as well but then equally if you know one that is good at making up coping mechanisms and tells you what things to try and what things to do then that's good because the first time i was in sensory therapy they just said you know when you're feeling stressed try like rolling on this or try touching something like that and i was like oh she's like and that'll work so I think it works in that sense. Um, if you don't fully understand what your problems are or what's a good way to cope with them. I mean, because to be fair, a lot of the stuff that I've told you yeah, um, on how to deal with your stuff is stuff I'd been told by a therapist. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think like the traditional therapies are workable for somebody on the spectrum. Yeah. I've been to like big meetings. So 
Round here, there's a once a month big meeting of everybody in the area that's got Asperger's, and they all go to it. Uh, and they brought somebody in that was a CBT therapist, um, and she was trying to explain to people the concept of learnt behaviour. So she was trying to explain to somebody, say you're in the house. I think one of their examples were you're in a house, you're on your own, um, you're in bed, and you hear a loud noise from downstairs. What do you think it is? Um, and obviously everybody gave like different answers to that. Like some people was like, oh, it could be a burglar. Oh, it could just be something in the downstairs that's fallen over. And she said that the reason the answers were different is because it's a learnt behavior. You've learnt to know that it's not a burglar. It's just something falling over. Or you know that everything in your house never falls over. So it must be a burglar, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And she said that's what CBT is, is that what it does is if it's a negative thing that something happens and it causes you to have a negative reaction to it is to learn why you where that reaction came from in the first place and why it's always that same one and then teaches you how to make it something else that's more positive okay uh, and that's how technically it works but um so yeah say every time you heard a noise downstairs you thought you were being robbed cb3 teaches you to just realize you're not being robbed it's just it's that thing in your kitchen that like clicks every now and then or whatever yeah. Um, and that's what it was. But her trying to explain that <laughs> to a group of people on the spectrum was not pretty. Um, like, she tried, but they were just adamant that it can only be one thing. It's one thing that's making that noise. It can't be interpreted differently. If there's something in the kitchen that clicks on at a certain time of night and that's what that is, that's what that is. And yeah. you need to go down there and figure out what that is and wait. So one guy suggested you wait in the kitchen around the same time every night and wait for it to happen so you know what it is. <laughs> and that's how you learn is to figure it out by doing it that way. And she was like, no, it's about like, and they just, she just, they, the whole thing was just, this doesn't work. And yeah. obviously I've seen a CBT therapist and he told me it didn't work. Uh, and I tried mindfulness and... um it, I couldn't I couldn't stay focused with it long enough. Mindfulness is weird. You have to be in the moment and not think about... So you have to think about what's happening right now in the room and not, you know, existential stuff, not like things in your head, stuff that's happening in the future, stuff that's happening in the past. You have to ignore everything and kind of just focus on, like, your body and the noises you can hear. So they kind of tell you to, like, just, what no- just be with yourself what noises can you hear right now? Like, what can you feel yeah. clothes touching your body? Like, and it tries to bring you into like, so you're just in the moment and not thinking about all this other stuff. And I just, it, it just wasn't going to work for me because I couldn't focus on the things she was saying, let alone doing the thing where I was paying attention. So she was saying, imagine you're, you know, like she was just saying, like, focus on the noise, focus on this. And I was not thinking about, I wasn't listening to her in the first place. Yeah. So, like, I was never going to be able to then go, okay, I get what you mean, now focus. Because I couldn't focus on the actual start of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like, more, I don't think, like, traditional therapies work for us. But then equally, you're right. If I went into traditional therapy, they'd want to know what, what I was trying to get out of it. And I'd be like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, um. I think the thing is, like, if you want if you want therapy, and definitely if you've got, like, certain issues, if something's happened or, you you know, you've got other things going on, then I think it's great. But I do think that it's people with Asperger's were very, not always, but can be quite easily led into doing something. Not all of us, like, you're not really. But, like, it, it can be. And the thing is, like, 
if you know yourself and you feel okay, then don't feel like you have to have therapy to fix your Asperger's or don't feel like you have to have it because that's what people think or they've seen you have a meltdown and they think, oh, you, you should get some therapy for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't feel like you have to. If you feel quite comfortable in yourself, then, you know, like, I think it's... This is the thing. I think a lot of people go into it wanting to fix Asperger's and that's not something that happens more just like be comfortable with it because like uh, I feel like yeah I think sometimes there's just a misconception like there's definitely a misconception of sometimes people think that people with Asperger's because we think differently think that maybe we think wrong or that we can't think for ourselves properly and that sort of thing or when we do think for ourselves uh, it's not it's almost like like a child thinking for themselves and like they might not fully understand and i i understand why but you know like if you feel conf- confident in what your mindset is then don't feel like you need to fix it because you you probably don't yeah yeah um uh, yeah yeah you probably, i suppose yeah if you know good if you want to learn more about it i suppose yeah like say definitely for things that are to do with coping and definitely if there's other things going on but if it's specifically just going there because you want to fix asperger's yeah which that's initially the issue. that's initially how i dealt with therapy that's what i did uh, yeah. and yeah i just i've just thought about it lately because I'm, I'm back in therapy and uh there are still things about me that i'm not like happy with yeah but then i've just thought how do you fix them without a therapist but then yeah it was just like it's just like i said this this episode we didn't really have a a topic no at mind and i just it was just something i was just thinking of as we were talking yeah it's interesting i think i think therapy can be really helpful but i think like there are other things as well like sometimes therapy is helpful but sometimes just i don't know coming up with a new routine can be helpful or finding a new game that you're really into stuff like that depends depends what it is that you need help with obviously because if it is something like depression then a routine probably <laughs> won't uh it's probably not gonna fix that issue but yeah if it's if it's to do with like having more meltdowns it might not be therapy that you need as such it might be like a, you need to change something that's going on that's triggering these meltdowns that sort of thing yes yeah yes well well that's it for this week that is it for this week um yeah thank you so much for listening yeah thanks again everyone uh for listening joining our facebook group going on our facebook page and yeah just general um everything yeah because uh i do think it it's helpful i mean obviously we don't know everything about asperger's um definitely not if you completely disagree with everything we've just said that is completely fine as well yeah, yeah we're not like <laughs> we- that <laughs> We're not like experts in anything like this. It's like I say, it's just general chats between me and you. Uh, and we've learned like a lot. Yeah. I've learned, like I say, since we started this, I thought that me and you had like identical Asperger's, but I actually think it's the complete opposite now. I yeah. don't think there's hardly any similarities between me and you as far as our autism is concerned. Um, so yeah, it's just more sort of, yeah, how it works for us. I'm sure if any of you have actually been into therapy, uh, and I mean like, any sort of therapy uh, and you think that it worked better for you um, then I'm going to probably post a question about this on the group 
uh, feel free to join the group and you can talk about it for anybody else that thinks they need something like that. Oh, especially if you found from therapy you learned something or came to any sort of like realizations or anything that you found really helped, that would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like I say, um, it is good for others to obviously, if we talk to each other, we can all like find stuff out so everyone get better with it. Because I know there's a lot of people, I see a lot of posts on like Facebook and that kind of thing of people saying they hate having Asperger's and they want rid of it and they they don't like that they've got it and it's struggling with stuff and i guess outside help is always the way to help with that if you've tried everything you can think of yes but yeah that's it for this week then yes thank you everybody and bye